I'm a trender now, they say, you know, 1.5 thousand now. And uh, I've been kind of enjoying that. And the people who, you know, say things like I'm blasphemous and all that, they just don't have any idea. One guy we got real upset because I, I said there were five gods, you know. He didn't realize that I wasn't saying there were five gods, so I was being sarcastic. But anyhow, it's just kind of fun to watch. So today I'll probably only get about three or four views because I didn't give it a fantastic title. And, uh, you know, I'm really more concerned with us, us getting our well done. That's my measure of rule. That's my place of responsibility. And of course, I like other people. I like to preach the gospel to all these people. And, uh, you know, everywhere I go and if people get to hear it. But I want to tell you, it says something to me that when we have been given the opportunity to be enlightened by the, by the Bible, the scriptures, it's a, it's, it's just says something about God's love for us individually. And so uh, what, we're, what we're doing today, I want to talk to you about something, adding on to this reset that we've been doing this year. And some of the things I add in here, some of the things where we learn about, you know, Satan and hell and and what Bible really says happens at death, and all these places, you know, the Antichrist and who that is and, and what it is. And uh, we're, we're going to be throwing those in also. And uh, honestly, when I, when I preached, uh, I think it was Antichrist that I was preaching on, that it didn't really go the direction I, I, want, I thought it was going to go, because I think Yahweh's saying things to us and, and continuing to do His work in us. You know, so, much, so many times, you know, the American gospel has told us, you know, you just go walk down the aisle, whatever. And, you know, the Bible said, you know, once saved, always saved. And, but the Bible's too clear about he that endures to the end. So we have this race that we're in. So my job is to, to motivate you and to teach you and, and do what my part is, and that is to have an impartation. And, you know, not only impartation between me and you, but for you and each, uh, us among each other. There is a special way that God does things, and he can't do it. I mean, I tell you, I'll be honest with you. I have thought about all these different things, you know, about uh, YouTube, church, or however, you know, Facebook Live, and all those kind of things. And I think that's wonderful. And I know that the transferring of information can happen that way. But God is more about just transferring knowledge. Because what knowledge does, the Bible says, it puffs us up. And when we have so much knowledge about something, sometimes we get puffed up and we think we're something that we're not. Because it takes more than knowledge. It takes us allowing the, the, the spirit word, as I call it, to manifest itself and develop us. And, you know, I know, I, I know this. I, I know that the hand of God is upon us. I know that the angel of the Lord is with us. And he doesn't always take us over the problem or around the problem or under the problem, my experience has been he takes us through the problem. The Bible says straight as the gate narrows the way. And those words literally mean this, that there are obstacles in the way to eternal life. It's just not this big road that you can get on and, you know, a super highway, the Autobahn that you can just drive in. There are obstacles there because the purpose of God in the earth is not to save people. What he's trying to do is in the earth at this time from, the, from Adam is to manifest himself in his creation. Christ in us. 
to develop a people that are of the God kind. Or they're God-like, or as the Bible calls it, godliness, God-likeness. He wants sons and daughters in the earth because the, the Bible is very clear that God is one, but yet he's manifested multitudinously in a people. He is the wheel in the middle of that will of unity, of oneness. Joshua's prayer is this, Father, will you make them one like you and I are one? So if we're not accomplishing that, then we're not accomplishing the will of God. And when you're out of the will of God, then, then what happens is you're going, you, you start having issues. We talked about willful sin. Look, we, we all have the propensity to sin. How many of you know that? But we, we have to come to a place that we, have, uh, that we don't want to sin. Even if we do sin, we, we get mad about it or we get defeated about it or sad about it. I want to tell you, I do not like to disappoint my God to the point that now physical sin, outward sins aren't the issue. Now it's this thing right here. I don't even want to sin in my thought life because I think it's uh, disrespectful and because I appreciate and love God, I don't, I don't want to disappoint Him. So here we have this, these issues that we're dealing with and He's continuing. But see, what we want to do, I'm this kind of guy. I need closure on things. How many of you need closure on stuff? Oh, somebody mad at me or I'm mad at somebody or there's an issue here. Somebody, I got to go get closure. I can't just let it go. I cannot let it go. I may be patient for a little while, but I need closure. Well, there is no closure with God yet because the work isn't done. How many of you ever started something and never finished it? Anybody here ever done that before? <laughs> some, one of you, some of you started to raise your hand and didn't. So I know I know how we are, you know. You're like, hey, well, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> what we have to do is be renewed day by day. We have to take up our cross daily. This, this is something you got to do. But yet we want to take our belief systems or whatever, you know, even as, as they have changed so much over the years. As we have been illuminated and, and God has revealed things to us that really are simple, but the, the traditions of men have made us blind. As the Bible says, it makes the Word of God of no effect. So here we are, man, and we're, we, we develop, we got these things, but if we're not careful, we'll become satisfied. Oh, I know the truth now. I know about that. And we put that in our jar, and we, we just put it up there. But that isn't that how God does it. He has an eternal goal. And I'm going to speak to you today. And you may not even get, recognize it, but there's going to be an impartation to you. Because the, the word isn't only taught, the word is also caught, so to speak. And there's going to be an impartation to you. And it can, you can react to it different ways. My, my belief is this, that if you come to this church, you've got something radical in you. You hear me? You've got something radical in you if you come to this church. Because the, the, the flow that we're up against, I mean, I've preached in churches, worked in churches of thousands of people, ministered, but the Bible says straight that the, 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 it's narrow and straight. I have friends that are in my denomination, they think there's going to be a great revival in the last days and a bunch of people will get saved and all that. The Bible says few find it, few find it. And there, you've got to have a little bit of rebellion in you to to at least even consider what I'm saying. You know that to be true. I mean, you, you know, I I'd, I'd have come to the place, I don't care what people say, but I still care for people. See what I'm saying? 
because they were where I was, and I'm, I'm trying to help them. But, you know, sometimes you can get angry with them, but we have this thing in us, this attitude, and it can't be a proud attitude or a mean attitude because the fruit of the Spirit in us is contrary to that. But we have this thing in us that, I, as I said it years ago, I got to know somebody. So I, I want to know the truth. God, Yahweh's goal is to produce a new creation out of an old creation. And I want to tell you, and some of you know this is true already, he spends a long time to take his people through a long process for producing that new creation in this old creation. You hear me? I mean, really, you know, I'm 66 now. It don't, where did that go? Huh? Where did that go? It's such a brief life that we have. I was telling a guy the other day at, at a, I was golfing and he was telling about this guy, the friend of ours that died. And, and I said, you know, it's amazing how we fight and claw and get to the top of the mountain, man. We, we're up there. And guess what? We only, we only find out is the other side is a slippery slope to the grave. And yet people still want to go back and climb the mountain again, you know, they, because their fulfillment is, was in reaching for something. And we find out that ultimately all it leads to is death. So Yahweh takes this long time and he uses, in the Bible, he uses four stages. He, he, in the beginning, uh, he, it was fathers, Abraham and father of many nations that's where the whole fatherhood principle came through and then he went through a process of all this time that he's doing this work in a people of the law but fathers then he gave his law and in that law he revealed what his purpose was and how what his goal was in people third was grace yeshua came and and god was in yeshua you know this is technical but the thing is this Yahshua didn't reconcile us. He didn't. It was God in Yahshua. God was in Yahshua reconciling us. So he reconciled us through this grace where he said, okay, and even invited the Gentiles in, which was his purpose in the beginning, but it wasn't offered to them in the beginning. And then, of course, the fourth and final thing is kingdom. It's all about us coming into his kingdom. It's the gospel that Yahshua, who offered grace, preached. And that's the only gospel he preached. I, I, a, guy, a guy was talking to me, and he said, why don't you preach this? I said, I'm preaching what the Bible teaches. That's not in the Bible. The kingdom, gospel of the kingdom is the only thing. Yeshua never one time ever preached that when you, you die, you go to heaven. And here I was in ministry years. I'm like, it didn't, I, I couldn't even see that until I took the time, I studied it, and I looked, and I couldn't believe it. It blew me away. And I found out there was a lot of things that I didn't know. And I hope you're glad that I took the time to study it and gave you a chance to at least consider it. See, the old creation don't have the divine life and it don't have the nature of Yahweh in it. But the new creation has divine life. Partakers of the divine nature is what we have in us. But we can forget. We can get tired. Cares of life, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things can choke it out of y'all, out of us. How many of you know that's true? How many of you know it's easy to backslide? It's easy. It's easy to go back. It's easy to get lazy. It's easy to go back into the, form, into, uh, the flesh, so to speak. Anything that's created by Yahweh that don't have the spirit word of Yahweh, and y'all know what we mean by that, and if that's not its life, its nature, and its appearance, and its very expression, it ain't new, it's old. 
It's old. But anything that has the spirit word of Yahweh within it as its life, nature, and appearance and expression is new. Before we were in Christ, we were the old man, the old creation, the flesh. You know, the, the Bible says it so many ways. That's what we were. But then we were begotten, and we became a new creation. Now, I want you, I'm going to tell you something right quick. Uh, John chapter 3, everybody knows about it. When Yeshua told Nicodemus, you must be born again. The Greek don't really say that. And it's really, it's really not, uh, it, I think it makes people not understand some things, actually. But the word is begotten. We're begotten of God. Yeshua was the only begotten son of God. And that be, a begotten is really the impregnation of something. So when we are begotten of God, because he got born again, it says, and then born of the Spirit. And some people think that's the same thing. Well, it's not. Born of the Spirit is when we, we come to the manifestation of the sons of God, that we come into the completion of the flesh now being transformed into a, a spiritual body like Yeshua has. And that happens, the Bible says, the completion of the adoption, I'm quoting Romans, happens at the resurrection of the dead. The redemption of the body is how Romans puts it. So we are begotten of God. We, have, we are impregnated with that new life, that life of God, the Zoe of God. And so that began, then that as an embryo begins to develop into a fetus, so to speak, in the image and the likeness of God. Again, godliness, godlikeness. Then, at the redemption of the body, at the resurrection, when we go for the judgment seat of Christ, where we either get a well done or we get a depart from me, those that get a well done, they now become born of the Spirit. You know, I tell you this story all the time. I, guys will be, we'll be talking, he'll, they'll want to argue with me about something about like, hey, I'm born of the Spirit. I said, no, you're not. I said, that, you know, number one, they say that they're already, the kingdom of God's already here. And I said, well, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. And then I grab them on their body somewhere and do that to them. You're still flesh. See, point proven. But we have this new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. In the sense of being in Christ, we are the new creation. We have the life of God. How God is bringing redemption to many sons to, into his family. Because Yahweh is is a, a, the only uncreated being. He is God, but he's also, it's also a family. In our daily life, in actuality, I think you can relate with this. We are not that new because we don't have Christ as the only one who is occupying us. <laughs> I mean, how many of you got somebody else in there occupying you, huh? How about you? You know, I, in, my, in actuality, my daily life, I understand that, that Yahshua ain't the only one who, and Christ, Christ is really means the anointing. That's what the Christos means. That wasn't Yahshua's last name, Yahshua Christ, you know, Joseph Christ, Mary Christ, John Christ. It was, means anointing. So the anointing, the Christ in me, that anointing, that divine life that I have in me, in actuality, man, it's, you know, uh, it, it, has a, it has a battle. The only hope that we have to complete the, complete the process from old to new is this spirit of God, spirit word in us. They'd be being got, got, uh, adopted. It's called an incorruptible seed. I tell you what, 
That incorruptible seed is what brings and manifests everything of God. It is, as I've told you before, we're growing the tree of life in us. It is the seed of the tree of life that is growing. It brings forth fruit. Hey, the Bible says we're made from dirt. Plant a seed in me. I can bring forth the tree of life. But I can't be touching the other tree. It's trouble. In, in fact, most of the time, according to our daily walk and actuality, most of the time, most people still live according to their old habit, their old nature, the flesh, and any other synonym that we want to put in there. We're in the world. It's tough out there. We have, we're influenced by everything. We allow all of these things to come against us as far as our television. It builds these images and dreams, and it tells us what is going to make you happy, even though it don't. It'll tell you you'll enjoy this, even though you won't. They'll show you a picture of that Big Mac on TV, and it ain't like that when you get there. It's flat as a, like a car ran over it. It's all lies, but we've, it's it's taught us and it forms what we want and what we desire. Even if we don't desire it, we, we will desire it because it, is, it has been pushed into us. A whole concept. Okay, if I get this and if I do that and I look like this and I have that. I want to tell you, I've, I've been living long enough that know that there's nothing in this, in this world that can really bring the satisfaction of the void that was put in you by God that, that cries out for him. Nothing can satisfy that. Even though we got this incorruptible seed in us that's going to transform this old nature, an old man, or an old creation into a new creation, we're still the old creation most of the time according by the way that we really live and think and dream and desire and, and have an image of, that we're worshiping and we're aspiring to. Our own ideas of right and wrong. Whoops, that's the other tree. Our own way. We have a mixture of daily in our daily living we have this this seed that is a hybrid seed see what happened to the true gospel that the apostles and the prophets and and yeshua uh, himself preached the reason it got lost is because there was a mingling of this true seed i tell people this i say what happened is the pure breed that yeshua intended the pure, pure truth what happened is uh Another dog jumped the fence and defiled the seed. That's the whole story about tares and wheat. Tares, somehow the tares got mingled in and they grew up and overtook the wheat. That's modern Christian. That's what, how it happened. So now people don't even know what the true gospel is because we've, we've been so taught, informed, and most people don't, aren't going to take the time to change their beliefs if things are going good for them. True. How would you, you know, if things are going good I'm, good, I'm good with this or I'm good with that. Our living is partly the new creation, but usually if we're honest with ourselves, where we are, it's more, even more the old creation. Now, I've been doing this lately. You know what that is? There are things that we reach for that we want in our lives. I'm talking about godly things. I'm talking about important things. I'm talking about things that are really important. Not, you know, oh, I want a bigger house. Or, oh, I want a Maserati. Or, oh, I want, you know, a million dollars in the bank. Or, oh, I mean, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff, selfish stuff. I'm talking about stuff that's important, uh, that has to do with people's lives, healing of bodies, those kind of things. And I had to admit to myself in this time of resetting and what you're always doing in my life personally, I had to admit myself I'll probably never do it. I, got, I have the faith to get my will done. I got that faith. 
As long as I keep it strong and, and don't let it wane out and leak it, you know, don't let my faith leak out of me, I got the faith for that. But I think I'm just too lazy and worldly to be able to really get these things up here. So well, I'm not going to blame God for something that he says I can get, but I have to, I have to develop to that place. There's things that are acquired by faith that that's why they are. If you, it's like if you uh, want to buy a car, but you can't afford the car, then you're going to have to get a Toyota, which I have. If you want a big house, but you ain't got enough money to get the house, it ain't God's fault. It's just how it is. If you want to, whatever it is, and it's just these things, this up here, this up here, I think I'm too lazy and too worldly, and it's like, uh, maybe, or maybe I just don't care enough, because maybe things are going okay for me, and so maybe, y'all, y'all hear what I'm saying? So we have this thing in us that, that is there, that is available to us, and what's keeping me from going further, because I, I am not going to stop reaching and so what I have to do to, to move on to this other place of, uh, that I have to allow the new creation, that incorruptible seed, to develop and, and not the old creation that is my other habit that it gets me in the same rut that I may do something, you know, turn over a new leaf, but really in my heart and all, it's just, it's just me uh, marching in the same band with the same music with just a different uniform on. And I've been... I, I've been like me for a long time. And don't you, there's not one, one trip down the aisle is not, or you know what I mean by that? One sinner's prayer or whatever, however you want to say it, that's not going to change the core of you. But it will put something in you that is greater than he that's in the world. What we are in our natural constitution is, according to birth, is the old creation. It makes, it makes me cringe a little bit when somebody says this. Hey, I'm me. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do me. I'm like, oh, crap. You're just going to do you. <laughs> we don't want you to do you no more, please. You may be, you know, the, the, you may be a talkative person, or you may be a quiet person, the old creation, you know. You know so what, what's you always going to do with us? I know he don't want us to be the old creation, and it doesn't mean that you will if, if you're talkative, he wants you to be quiet, and if you're quiet, he wants you to be talkative. It just means, you know, uh, uh, that God, doctrinally, we may have these things, but we may lack the spirit word as our life and our nature and our daily life. So we might be slow in our old personality. I hate to say personality. I don't mean that. Our, our given nature. But then once the spirit of God in there, it will empower you to not be slow anymore. It can make you do things immediately. And I'm not talking about practical. I'm using that metaphorically. He desires that we be all his new creation is and having him as our nature. He wants us to express him and not just a good version of us. The American gospel tries to put makeup on something that needs to die. Do you hear me? What we don't want to do, Yahweh don't want you to be a better you. He wants you to express and let him manifest in you. And whether you know it or not, so do you. So do you. Yahweh is our portion. But can we say that he's our new habits? He's our new desires. He's our new dreams. He's our, he's our new uh, love. He's our new everything. We all have to be brought out of this old habit way just the way we are into taking 
Yahweh as our new way or habit. We must deny and disobey the old man, even if he has certain strengths. I was talking to one man. He was asking me uh, some questions, and, and they, uh, another guy came in and was going to give him directions, and he said, okay, well, sir, what's your strengths? He said, well, blah, 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 I got like, this is what my strengths are. It's what everybody tells me. This is what I think my strengths are. He said, then that's what you should do. I said, well, I don't agree with that. I'm going to do what Yahweh wants for me to do, not based on my strengths. There are things that I have strengths about that Yahweh wanted me to pour out and not even use. We must deny and disobey, not new creation in us. Let's quit disobeying God and let's start disobeying our flesh. I said, let's start obeying God and let's start disobeying our flesh instead of us disobeying God and obeying our flesh. Yahweh chose me and you before the foundation of the world, and he marked us out. How he does that, I have all kind of, you know, hypothetical beliefs about it. But the fact is, he did. And he has chosen certain people. And I'm not going to argue with people that look at, listen to me about, you know, uh, uh, anybody can be saved or, or you know, predestination. I, that, to me, that's not what, this is something I'm just saying. All I know is God has chosen some people. He desires to make his chosen ones his new creation, his new family, the Yahweh, uh, called by the Yahweh name. His way to do this is to put himself into us and regenerate us. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you here. I'm going to put me in you. Will you all agree with me? We ain't tapped into that at all. I said, if you all agree with me, we hadn't tapped into God being in us. We haven't tapped into God being in us. We have been begotten. If we're going to believe the Bible, if we're not going to believe the Bible, okay. We have been begotten to become like God, his character. And that's wonderful. But just being begotten alone isn't adequate. Yahweh also has to renew us, sanctify us, transform us, conform us into his image, and then glorify us, which means he gives us immortality. Transformation needs sanctification, but it also needs renewing. I taught years ago a message called metabolic change. And this is this transformation is a metabolic change in us. It gives us this new metabolism. <laughs> I'd like to have some of that. When we are transformed, a new element is added to us metabolically, so to speak, to replace the old element in us. What is this new element, Johnny? Look me in the eye. It's God himself. God himself. It's the new. Yahweh is new as a noun, new. There's no oldness with Yahweh. After we have been begotten, we have God, but do we not? But we do not have much of him. We got a little bit of God in us, but a lot of the old in us. Colossians 2.19 says this, that we need to grow with the growth of God or increase with the increase of God. This means we grow by the increase of God within us. If we have a little bit of increase in God, how much are you going to grow? And if you have a much increase with God, how much are you going to grow? That's deep right there. I didn't know I was so intelligent. And we have God in us to the fullest. We will have full growth. Grown man. God has to be increased within us. And when God is increasing within us, his new spirit word is being added into us. That's how we got to where we're at right now. 
But if you think you've arrived because you have a little bit of knowledge, you, you're wrong. I'm going to tell you what. I know little kids that have knowledge. They don't even know what it means, but they can come up. And, you ever heard little kids use profanity before? I don't know where he got it from. Mama, daddy, maybe. Don't even know what it means, but there he is. Blah! Let's it go out. Well, you can have that. When, this, when the divine component comes into us, it renews us regardless of our personality, our choices, or our disposition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will change your disposition. We spend so much time trying to get people to change their disposition. Okay, I tell you what we're going to do. You're going to do this three times a day, and we're going to make you like that. You ain't going to change what's down in there. And under pressure, you'll find out what really, aha, uh -huh, I knew that's how you really felt. Can I tell you something? Trying to just be a better me has made me tired. Huh? Hello? I'm just tired, man. It's like, man, I need something else. Well, you have something else. It renews us. Regardless of those desires, your personality, your choices, your disposition, who you are, where you came from, what you have the propensity to do in your fallen nature, as, as we are contacting God, as we are fellowshipping with God, with His Word and His Spirit and His body, His ecclesia, then God infuses Himself into our being. Just the effort to desire to want it and to participate in those things turns God's head. And until you can turn God's head, he's not going to do anything special for you unless he just feels like doing it that day. When this new life comes into us, something is worked out of us. What is it? Our salvation with fear and trembling. He's worked into us. I know this is milk. and Y'all already know all that. But... I'm going to be like Yahshua. And again, I say unto thee, I have to be reminded myself, so I thought maybe you probably wouldn't hurt you to be reminded. He worked, what he worked in, he worked out. God worked it in. He gave me this incorruptible seed. He gave me this new creation. He gave me this divine power. Him, him, he put me in him. Oh, him in me, sorry. You don't look tired. You're looking mighty handsome on TV today. That was a text. As we are, don't y'all know I'm preaching? People text me, hey, John. I mean, when he puts this new life in us, what he puts in me, it gets worked out. Listen to this. All things will work out for you. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, that call and his purpose. That's how things will work out for me. That's how I've learned to have things that I know. It has me that hope and that faith. It's not because I pray enough or I've pray, and I think you should pray. Don't get me wrong. It ain't nothing I'm doing except I'm yielding to that power in me and I'm developing that power in me and I'm letting it grow that I know that I have hope and faith in God because I have the God kind of faith. Not my faith. I'm okay, I hope I, I'm going to read five scriptures a day and memorize them. That ain't, that ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about the living Word of God that isn't just written. And y'all know I love the Bible. I've studied. Y'all know. But I know that letter and just those things aren't allowing that God kind of faith. He wants to add himself to us, but he does not increase in us if we don't contact him. We may go through a period of time in which we don't contact or pray to him. Instead, what we do, we begin to do everything now again by ourselves and in ourselves and out of ourselves. That's where your trouble is, I can tell you right now. You don't have the strength to do it. Our communion with Yahweh and with his body 
Dude, we coming here. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to do this actively soon. We have that communion table. That's where you go and grade your own paper. You grade, how have I done this week? I'm here with these other people because we're all trying to pass the test. We're all trying to, to graduate. I'm going to go right over there, and I'm going to break that bread and drink that wine, and I'm going to examine myself, okay? What did I do? I didn't do too good there. What did I do? According to what, Johnny? What I'm teaching y'all. What I'm preaching to you. The standard that we, live, that we have. I've had men tell me, you're hard to walk with. Why? Evidently, it's true. But I'm not going to lower the standard. You should go to that table over there and examine yourself. And listen, I appreciate so much. Please don't let this offend you. I appreciate so much when husbands and wives go over there together. I do. I appreciate it. I think it's nice. But when you stand before God, your wife and her husband ain't going to be standing with you. I know people. I got, I got backflash. Uh, they call it flashback or backflash or backlash or from this. Whatever it was, I got it. Oh, Johnny. Can I I want to... I want to enter. This is something you always been saying to me. I love my wife. I'm going to tell you, I love her. She knows I love her. God gave me a wonderful wife. And as I tell people, the later, latter years are far greater than the former years. I mean, our relationship, and it's just, it's just what God has blessed us with. And as much as I love her, I'm not a Mormon. I'm not going to be married to her when the kingdom comes. Well, how's that going to work out? I used to tell people, and I believe you went to heaven when you die. He said, well, are you going to be married when you go to heaven? I said, well, how could it be heaven? If you... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't use that joke anymore, but you get my point. So but this is what Yahweh told me about marriage. And I've taught this somewhat before, but I've got a new fresh thing about this. There's no greater school of learning to love and die to yourself than being married. You've got to prepare your wife. You've got to do that. And if, the, if love isn't developed... It should develop to a place that, you know, I want to do stuff for her. If I don't do it, she's going to be mad, or she's going to, you know, do this, or she's going to do that. No. Love desires to please and obey. I desire to obey you, honey. <laughs> I desire, and that's how it is, the love of God we develop. And I'll, I'm, I'll talk about this later. I don't want to talk about this, but uh, this is where God's taking us. I say God's taking us there. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for giving me that ride. Thank you. As the divine nature of Yahweh's being added into our being, then it, it renews us in the very structure, the biological being that we are, this, this mortal body. And it will eventually discharge the old man. Let me tell you what it's like. I've used this illustration longer than some of you have been alive. Not you, Dick. But uh, I said, look, this has been my experience. I want to serve God. You know, I was young, and I was, I was zealous for God. Even though I was ignorant about the true gospel, I still had a zeal for God. It wasn't according to knowledge, as Paul said. And so every winter, fall comes, fall comes, and all the tree leaves fall off the trees. But you've got these couple of stubborn leaves that just won't fall off that tree. I mean... Ice will get on there, winds will blow, rain, and free, uh, freezing temperatures, and those stubborn leaves will not fall off that tree. And I used to be so concerned about those leaves in my life, that thing. I'm not talking about willful sin. I'm talking about things that I just got frustrated me so much because it seemed like it just wore me out and whipped my butt, man. I was like, oh, man, 
And, and, it, and it probably kept me from, from being haughty and arrogant, proud or whatever. But every spring, all of a sudden, all the sap, I forget what they call it, sap is what I call it, it goes up that trunk, out of the roots, off that branch, and when it gets to that leaf, it pushes it off. I want to tell you, the Christ in you, if you'll develop it and you'll give way to it, it will discharge your flesh and it will make your flesh hate sin. You'll just hate it. Here's the problem, though. <clears throat> you can be a really good church member and you can remain the same day by day and year after year, which you won't. You'll eventually, because God's here. He's moving. You'll stay here in the same place. You didn't backslide, but guess what? God's getting further and further. You might as well backslid. All of a sudden, you, you lost, left your first love. All of a sudden, the thrill is gone. Let me tell you what. The thrill, my dad told me this all the time. Son, you don't want that. You, only, he, he's, he, you want it till the beauty wears off. I said, I hate him to say to me that because I do want it. But you know what? He was right. When I got old enough, I said, I'll buy my own. It was great till the beauty wore off. I think it was going to be tragic if we're going to pass through all these many trials. Well, we've been through some trials and all these tests. We've been through some tests. The guy called me blasphemous because I said, if you haven't been chastened by God, you are not a son. I'm quoting the Bible, Hebrews chapter 12. God told me I was blasphemous. If you haven't, I mean, once you, if you pass through all the sufferings, the trials, the tests, the sufferings, and you still remain the same, that's tragedy. That's tragedy. In order for us to consummate the, his renewing work in us and in us, he becomes our new life. He becomes our nature within. In addition to that, he controls the entire universe in order to renew us. I don't like saying that. But I have to admit, if it wasn't for the environment that I live in, I would never be renewed. I would remain the same. I know this is pre-kindergarten, but we've got to be filled and led with and by the Spirit, Yahweh's Spirit Word. Otherwise, we're just going to be a good Christian man or woman who stopped doing some bad things on their own. You hear what I just said? Now we're in the flesh. We're on our own power. Yeah, I can do that. I can be good. I can stop that. That's not Yahweh's intent for us, that we just remain old creation with a new uniform. I know people that have sheer willpower that can turn over a new leaf and, and are, are having their emotional motivation can cause them to stop doing something. I mean, I've seen people stop drinking just like that. I saw people stop drinking or stop smoking just like that without using patches. Right, let me tell you a funny story. A guy used to be work here at the church, just passed away this year. He worked with our kids. And I went to pick a guy up at the airport. A guy flew in from Nashville. He was a friend of mine. And we went down to pick him up, and Steve drove. So we drive down there, you know, and Steve had a Suburban. And, uh, I mean, he had, a, he had a CB antenna on it where he would get a fluorescent light bulb and hold it up there and key the mic, and that light bulb would, would light up. <laughs> Anyhow, he could do all kind of stuff, but he uh, liked to smoke. And to me, I don't think smoking is the worst thing in the world, you know, even though it could be. It give you cancer and all that. But, so I didn't mind him, you know, that he smoked, and, but he didn't want to smoke. So he said he's using patches. Now, i got to tell you, Steve had the whitest butt in America. It, when, he, when he, one time he was changing his, uh, taking his swimsuit off, and uh, the civil defense siren went on. They tell you, solar flares or something. I mean, this guy was like, he was white. I was like, oh, God, stop. And he was white. And he, his body jiggled a little bit. We were in the airport, 
And Steve pulls into the airport, and because his battery, something was wrong with his battery. Well, I went to meet my friend, and as we were walking back in, this guy's a real, you know, his hair back and, and ponytail, and he was a real cool guy from Nashville. And <clears throat> I said, yeah, I got, I got the limo here to pick, <laughs> pick you up. He said, yeah, I said, there's a limo. And he had, it was a nice suburban now, white. He said, well, where's the chauffeur? And I said, oh, there he comes now. And Steve, they went, he'd run into the bathroom in the airport because he got grease on his finger, his hands doing the battery cable so the thing would, would crank. And he, he had his shirt off, grease on his hands, and about, this is no lie, 10 nicotine patches. <laughs> and he jiggled, and he's running through the airport. Guys are chasing him. Hey, 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 stop. I said, he said, where's the, where's the chauffeur? I said, oh, there he comes now. <laughs> it's a funny story. We don't want to just do it by willpower. I don't want to do it by my power. I say you can't do it by your power. Because usually what you'll do if you stop this sin, you know, it's like if, you, if you, uh, your daddy was an alcoholic and you swore you'd never be an alcoholic, then what will happen? You would never touch whiskey or liquor or beer, but guess what you do? You became a workaholic. Same sin, just a different expression. God wants to deliver us from all of that stuff by his power that he's made available by the Christ that he's put in you. Somebody should say, thank you, God. The old creation deals with things too much according to the tree of knowledge and good and evil. We live our life by good or evil. That's bad, that's good. This is good, that's bad. I'm not going to do the good. I'm going to do the good, not the bad. Good and evil come from the same tree. We want the tree of life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the tree of good and bad. And most people think they're saved and good person because they do good things. And I'm not against good things. I'd rather them do good things than bad things, true. Tree of life does not have anything to do with good or bad. Only life, which is Yahweh Himself, constitutes the tree of life. Excuse me. If you're getting it, say, come on. <clears throat> Our view and consideration are most of the time based upon our opinion of whether or not something's good or bad or right or wrong. I mean, you know, some good people that do make bad decisions. Yahweh does not consider things in the realm of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that he says, okay, that's a good thing, that's a bad thing. That's not what he does. Modern Christianity and even our Judeo-Christian society, they do it according to the old creation, is merely to have a change. We just change. Stop doing good to bad. The person who loses his temper needs to renew himself by what? Not do it, losing his temper anymore. The Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches us to be renewed, but it not according to nothing of ourselves. We are renewed by the addition of Yahweh's spirit word into our being and by having more of the divine nature added to our being as we have fellowship with God and his ecclesia and his spirit word. We add, we get more of that, more of that, and it pushes off all those things that are of the flesh. Less of my ideas, less of my opinions, less of my way. The real Christian life is to have Yahweh's spirit word added into us morning and evening, day in and day. True Christian life is not really a matter what we do or do not do. Listen close. Don't, don't define that too simply. I've met a lot of people that strong will. I know a lot of people are serving God by their own sheer willpower 
And I want to tell you, like I said earlier, it is not only exhausting, but I have found it to be impossible. They are really, in the true sense, still living their lives without God. Because I'm making a decision, I'm not going to do that anymore. Bravo, that's great. Trying to do good and trying not to do bad. But we should be praying, not my will, your will. Not my willpower, Yahweh's willpower. He gives us the desire to do His will. That's in us. This is what Yahweh wants us to learn today. He wants us to cooperate with Him by allowing Him to be added into you day by day. When that happens, you will change metabolically. You will change organically. Who, the, who you are changes. It ain't that I have to, but I want to. I have a love. I'm not doing this just because I'm a good man. I'm doing it because it's who I am. I love my wife because that's who I am, because I truly, really love her. I don't steal because I truly don't want to steal. I don't lie because I don't want to lie. Not that I don't do it for manipulative purposes. New life comes into us. will replace the old life and discharge that old life. I mean, it'll cut it off. Galatians chapter 2, listen to this. I'm almost finished this morning. When I tried to obey law, the law standards, those laws killed me. As a result, I live in a relationship with God. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by believing in God's Son who loved me and took the punishment for my sins. I don't reject God's kindness. If we receive God's approval by obeying laws, then Christ's death was pointless. And people believe that means this. I'm just saved by grace, and no matter what I do, that's not what it means. Do you know that God still hates sin? It's like, okay, oh, okay, all that stuff that I've drowned everybody about, and I regretted even making man, now that my son died, I don't mind sin anymore. Trust me, that's not true. Transforming an old creation to a new creation is that process. He's waiting for this opportunity to transform us, bringing us from one form to another form. Our old form that's without God with a new form that's with God is who is our life. It's our nature, our appearance, our outlook, our expression, our dreams, our attitude, our faith, etc. It's God in us. And this renewal brings in the conforming, brings us into the conforming image of God. The brightness of His glory, the expressed image of His person. That word expressed image from the Greek comes from a king's signet ring where he would press it into wax to seal a document. When you pull it up, that is the expressed image of this. you bow your heads? Will you say this with me? Yahweh, I don't want to remain the same. I don't want to remain the same this year like I was last year. Yahweh, I want to be renewed day by day. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Yahweh. God bless y'all. I'm glad to have you here today. I hope I didn't preach too long for you. Tucker dozed off a couple of times over there, but <laughs> hey, bless y'all. Y'all have a good week, will you?